Hello, everyone. This is Marcin Drozd. Welcome to another episode of The Game. Today, we have a friend of mine by the name of Irene. Irene runs a company called Handy Home. She's an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, real estate investor. She's someone that I've gotten to know quite well over the last little bit. And after hearing her story, I just I needed to have her on the podcast. So, Irene, welcome to The Game. Thank you, Marcin. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself because I mean, you've got a unique background. You've you've got legal experience, management experience, business experience. You're in the trades industry now. Like, tell us a little bit about you. Definitely versatile in many fields. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did start with legal, and most of my background is in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, especially being in the healthcare industry and noticing how fragile that society is made me go more into the renovation industry to make a change where I can. Yes, that's about the background very much. Excellent. So, you know, you and I have gotten to know each other a fair bit here on on the real estate side. And what always intrigued me about you is that you've not only gone into a traditionally male-dominated industry, such as construction and renovations, but you've done it in a way that kind of flips the entire industry on its head. So, you know, you're doing the whole subscription model, you've got services that you've incorporated into that industry. So how did you go from being an employee and being in that world into starting your own business? I've been working for a pretty big organization, which was non-for-profit for many years, I think closer to 10. And I think that especially working in a corporate environment and as a female, there is always this glass ceiling and things that you can actually change and modify. I was noticing a lot that I was really caring about how people live their life. And also, especially for seniors, it's very important to maintain their independence at home as much as possible because mm-hmm. a lot of them do want to stay at home. However, due to circumstances or their family removing them to, to different facilities, I thought that I can possibly make a change with certain population currently. So I was starting to brainstorm. I'm like, what can I do to maintain their lives at home longer? And I was storming about ideas such subscription services. I thought that will be great for seniors. It's something that they can't afford. They, mm-hmm. It's something that they can pay on a monthly basis and they can stay longer at home. So we started developing the subscription services. And I also thought that it will be great for young entrepreneurs, young families, busy families. I didn't think that I will go into construction or I will open a company that uh, will do what I'm doing right now. It was actually just a simple idea of how about subscription services in the Canadian market. Mm -hmm. But once we started researching and doing more, we understood that currently the main focus is to build a brand and to build a reputation since this industry is very untrustworthy. It's a very male dominate. So it's very hard as a female, I think, even to enter this market without having the solid experience in the renovation industry as a mm-hmm. whole. Yes, definitely. The industry is mainly lacking female touch. I do think that my approach to this business as a whole is very different than many companies. We are providing discounts for single mothers. We are providing significant discounts for seniors. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're even doing it at full cost just to, again, give back to the society. I do believe that once we work on the name, once we prove that we are different than the majority, we will enter again the subscription services much stronger than we are doing it right now. Makes sense. So what's interesting to me is that you're taking a different approach to 
you know, what is considered for some people. Actually, you know what? Maybe let's take a step back because I've, I've, I've done the research. I've looked at your website, but for those people out there that aren't familiar with Handy Home Club, you know, you talk about the subscription model. What is it exactly? What problem are you alleviating and why is it a subscription? Walk us through that. Definitely. That's a, that's a great, actually, question. So currently, what are we doing as a company? We are repairing things that are broken. Also, a lot of people neglect or don't have enough knowledge to maintain their home properly. Got what it. subscription does, it's a monthly package that provides services for the geared month. So again, Canada is not like many other countries. We have literally the four seasons. We have mm-hmm. the winter, we have the summer. You need to maintain your home throughout. Otherwise, things are shifting, breaking or leaking. Mm-hmm. So every month, there will be a service that we will be doing to maintain your home in mm-hmm. order for you to save money and avoid costly repairs in the future. So if it's simple things like changing your filter every three months, we all know that nobody's are changing those filters, but it's very important for your HVAC maintenance. Mm-hmm. Same as uh, make sure that we are winterizing your home before the winter, we're shutting off valves, we're making sure that there is no water left in the pipes, which uh, again will save you money in case you are traveling and Everything is freezing over and then your basement is flooded. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of services that we provide within our subscription services, such as emergency appliance repairs. Uh, We're checking your roof twice a year to make sure that there is no leaks. So it's more of a preventative maintenance package to avoid such repairs in the future. So I'm sitting here listening to you and I think to myself, if I had parents that were at an age where they could no longer, you know, care for themselves in that way. You know, you think to yourself as a good son or a good daughter, if you're not in the same city or the same country for that matter, exactly. you know, this is something that you could, you know, have peace of mind for your family or your, your parents. Um, if you have someone who's got health challenges, you know, the, the, so, so you're approaching at it from more of a solutions-based approach rather than, oh, there's a hole in the roof, I guess it's 25 grand. And by the way, where are we going to put mom for the next three months? Exactly. Right. That's exactly right. It's also safety things. So if you do, you brought a great example because when we did try out the subscription services, we ran it for six months for the seniors. And most of the actual clients were the children of those people, of the clients. And their main concern was that they are living abroad or far and they also want the security check. So once we are there, the senior package is geared towards actually making sure that they are safe leaving at home. So if we see that their carpet, such a little thing is not secured and they have a wheelchair or a walker, we'll make sure that it's away and that they cannot slip and fall. Uh, all the grab bars in the bathroom will be installed. And once we do detect a problem, part of the package yearly that you do have handyman hours available for you. So we do mm-hmm. not bill you extra. It's part of your package and we fix it on the spot. That's smart because, you know, you have, you have people that are, you know, especially if we're talking about elderly people or for that matter, entrepreneurs, but most of the entrepreneurs I know don't know how to swing a hammer or hang a picture unless they're in construction and they run their own construction company. Most entrepreneurs I know don't do well with tools. So, you know, having that kind of a package available, I think makes, you know, for somebody who's time starved or incapable of doing it, that, that makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So then help me understand your transition, because you went from an industry that wasn't construction related, you saw an opportunity based on your background, serving people in the nonprofits and in that world. How did you bridge the gap to entering the, in some ways, the traditional construction industry? Did you, did you get partners? Like, how did you do that? 
Yes, so I did partner with actually a very good friend of mine. We've been friends for over 10 years. He's mm. uh, an investor. He's a very successful real estate agent. And uh, he himself can fully flip a house. So he does have the background. So we started just fooling around, playing with the subscription, with packages. We tested it out. We noticed that it's working. However, Canada is... Um, I believe uh, is a different country than the most. I think the trust is the main thing and reputation and reviews. And we found out that in order for us to go strong in the subscription services, we do need to have some sort of foundation. Mm -hmm. So this foundation, which we started with basic handyman services, which eventually grew to bigger renovations, and now from building additions and partnership with different healthcare organizations. And again, we are a freshly young company. And mm -hmm. I find that even in those challenging times, such as the COVID, we are managing to thrive and grow, which I'm very thankful for because uh, we do know that a lot of businesses are struggling yeah. and shutting down. But I think, again, it goes back to the same, I think, mentality. We are here to make a difference. Our customer service approach is very different. We are given 99% accuracy on our estimates in order for people to stay on budget and not increase their invoice at the end. So we are really trying to break the barrier in this industry of not honest, sloppy work into a more trustworthy and better a general service altogether. Mm -hmm. It makes a ton of sense. I mean, and when you have a, a mission-driven business like like what you have, it 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 really puts everything sort of in, into context. Now, you said something there was interesting. COVID, you know, building a business during normal times where there is no pandemic or massive, you know, uncertainty is hard enough. You're building this business through COVID. So how have you managed to navigate that, I guess? We are really struggling, and we'll be honest with you, from uh, closing the hardware stores, all the curbside pickups. We are working, I think, 24-7 just to make sure that the clients are receiving the service in a small, timely manner and not pushing their appointment for additional day or two or three. So we started by having a mini, we call it mini Home Depot at the back of our office. So when the first <laughs> pandemic hit, we literally purchased we made a list of all the things that we can possibly think of clients will need in the first while, like emergency, mm. basically service kits. And we purchased a lot. So right now, once again, they closed the hardware stores. We do have the majority of the supplies in-house. So it gives our technicians uh, easy access to go pick up whatever they need and actually complete the job in one day instead of having the client wait two, three days for small repairs. Mm -hmm. And of course, for renovation projects, we are buying in bulk and delivering everything to the site and trying to maneuver as we go. You know, it's interesting because you're, you're taking a limitation in the industry and because you're proactively thinking about what your consumer is going to need, you're preparing yourself in a way where you can deliver that even if the economy goes closed. I mean, I've lost track of how many times they've opened and closed the economy and, you know, parts of Canada. I know Ontario has been particularly, you know, volatile in terms of, you know, 
where's the economy going to be? Go, ask me next week. I mean, (laughs) but because you've been able to have the foresight to build up some of your, you know, it sounds like you're building up your inventory, you're projecting what you need into the future, and you're trying to create some consistency that way. And again, on the subscription model, that's good because one of the other benefits is if you know if you have 10 customers or a thousand customers, you can kind of project the requirements that you need in terms of hardware, tools, whatever it is, you, you, you have a good idea, even service people, you know how many people you have to have around, right? Yeah, that's 100% right. We're also trying to save right now as much as possible for the customers as well. We are understanding that some people are struggling financially. And unfortunately, currently, all the renovations that are being done are more necessity and not cosmetic. So people are on budget. So because we buy in such a bulk amount, we are discounting our materials. So we are selling it basically at cost. And it's much cheaper than the regular Home Depot prices. So we're not marking up materials. We have everything with us. So we are trying to give back as much as possible also to homeowners in this unfortunate situation. People appreciate that. I mean, it sounds like you're not going out there and building pizza ovens in people's backyards. I mean, it sounds like you guys are, you know, doing major uh, renovations that are required, you know, whether it's flooding or roof or damage, things that you need. Uh, to address. So then, Irene, tell me your first year of business compared to today. What are some of the obvious lessons and what are some pieces of advice that you would share for people to be aware of, uh, you know, transitioning and growing? So we call it safe smart. So tools, materials, and labor are non-negotiable. We understand that once you start saving on tools, you're trying to buy something that will be more cost-effective currently, but not the greatest tool on the market or labor, same thing. If you're paying employees that are not as skilled mm-hmm. and you buying cheap materials are costing you twice more down the road. So those mm-hmm. are the three things that I think we learned pretty quickly in the beginning that we cannot compromise, as we say, safe, smart, <laughs> the tools, materials, and labor. So that was a great lesson for us to learn. And we are, of course, modifying as we go. Yeah. And Again, the business is so young. I think we have such a long way ahead of us of uh, trial and error, basically. Yeah. You know, I think I think to myself, you know, we've renovated a lot of real estate over the years and, uh, you know, rental properties and even personal properties. I remember one time I was trying to save some money on some tiles and we bought tiles that were eh, questionable and you put them in the house or whatever was the apartment. And then, you know, they crack much sooner than they should. So all of a sudden you got to pay to rip them out. You got to pay to put them back in. And on paper, initially it looked like a good idea, but you know, that's an example of, you know, you try to save what's the saying you, you're, you're tripping over uh, dollars to pick up pennies. Right. And that, uh, that's exactly, that is true. And uh, yeah, you, every, everybody learns that in their own way pretty fast. So then obviously you have people that have essential repairs to their homes but then you also have people that do cosmetics. So you see, like you watch TV shows where people do renovations and they think they, you know, if they spend $100,000, the house is going to go up 200000 And then sometimes it doesn't even go up at all. So where is the best bang for someone's buck in terms of doing the home reno? So I think uh, this is something that we also I will take pride on. And I will say that we are skilled in that industry. We are not trying to sell customers something that they truly don't need, especially for, let's take real estate, for an example. Mm -hmm. We do have a lot of customers that want to do some cosmetic renovations in order to 
sell their property higher. It's understandable. Everybody are trying to do it. But we do receive a lot of uh, requests that we personally do not think that will increase uh, your house value based mm-hmm. on what we learned uh, and experienced. So I will be cheating a bit. So I have some prices and numbers <laughs> that are more accurate. And uh, I would love to share it with you because I think for every homeowner, uh, if you take this little advice and understand actually percentage-wise what you can do and how much it will increase your house value, maybe the conversation will go a bit differently. So mm-hmm. the six, we'll say probably six things that we think will increase your house value. So windows. Windows is very important, but a lot of people think that actually changing the windows will increase your house value. We say do not change the windows. Mm. Paint the trims, remove the old caulking, and put new one. Once you put fresh silicone on top of the windows and the trim is painted, it gives the, again, fresh and and bright illusion of the room. And such repair will probably cost you for the full house around $1,400, but it will increase your house value by, by 85 Wow. So you are making a nice margin there. Well, and that makes so much sense because ultimately windows, I mean, if you bought windows in the last 10 years or even 15 years, the efficiency of window, I mean, unless they're 50 year old windows, that's different. But if you have windows that are 10, 15 years old, you're right. You can, you can dress them up. You can clean them. I mean, you know, what are you going to go from 90% efficient to 93% efficient or, you know, exactly. There are some holes, of course, around. So you will seal them with fresh caulking, which will eliminate the cold air or hot air coming in, which will save you a buck on your utility bill. Mm-hmm. But the overall look of the windows will look great because the glass is the same glass. And people think that by spending 20, because windows will cost you around $20,000, mm-hmm. but it will not increase your house value because it's still going to be the same difference in finance which will be 85 so you're actually paying out of pocket more than 50 percent right so it's such an interesting point because when somebody buys a house they expect the house to have windows like it's you know it sounds like a silly thing to say but windows are not optional and whether you just got new windows or whether you have windows that look new as long as they deliver the same results and again they're not 50 year old windows trying to look new but you know, you're right because you can spend a couple of thousand dollars and generate a much better return, and the optics are just as good. Definitely. And again, we are only giving this as an example for somebody that is looking to sell. Mm-hmm. If you are, as yourself, as a homeowner, feel that your windows are all dated and you would like to replace them just for your own visual satisfaction, then by all means, as you stay living in this property, definitely a few years from now, your house value will increase mm-hmm. regardless so then you're not really losing money there you're probably going to break even upon the sale mm-hmm. but this example is mainly if you are thinking to flip or to sell currently okay. another idea is kitchens many customers give us a call and say you know what i'm selling i would like my kitchen redone mm-hmm. why same thing same with windows refacing so once you take the cabinets you're Again, old kitchens are probably in the light yellowish, uh, sometimes red color. It's not so trendy right now. It gives the illusion of a smaller cabinet instead of an open concept house. We are taking the cabinets, removing everything, taking it to the shop, sending them, painting them in white or gray. This is the current trend that is happening. We mm-hmm. can put any gloss or any finish to it if it's matte or it's, again, shiny. 
mm-hmm. and we're installing everything back. Such upgrade will cost you around $3,500. It will increase your house by 13000 Change yeah. your kitchen will be sixty proper kitchen, 60000 and above. It's interesting because most kitchens, the boxes, the shelves, everything is functional. It's just the face, the cover of it that really right. needs to get redone. I, you know, I think to myself another way. You guys, you guys probably do this when you paint, but you can sandblast them as well. You can powder coat them. You can do all kinds of different things to, you know, give it the illusion of a new. You know, again, as long as the box is stable, as long as everything is, you know, there, why tear it out, throw it out, and put a new one there? No reason for sales, especially if the kitchen is a bit old. Again, we can always bring with us additional pieces of shelving. Again, right. in services, you're going to pay, let's say, another $500 for everything ground, but it's still not a brand new kitchen. There is mm-hmm. no demolition, no tiles, no manufacturing. Because once you change the kitchen, you do need to bear in mind that you do need to change all appliances mm-hmm. to make it flow. Appliances, again, are very expensive for sale purposes currently. As long as they're functioning, you do not need to. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, again, it increases your house by around 50% from what you actually spend. So if you, as we said, numbers, upgrade like this will cost you 3500 and you sell it for thirteen, you made $10,000. I like it. How else can we make money? Tell me more. more. <laughs> floors definitely floors would really recommend changing floors so most houses again come with light brown or builder floors builder Mm -hmm. floors are not the greatest currently we have unbelievable great laminate on the market it's 12 inch it gives a great feel to it it's not like the old laminate which was eight inch and very poor or vinyl vinyl goes really well right now as well so again upgrading your floors taking high areas so we're not saying the whole house but the living room that's definitely and probably where it goes to the stairs and the upstairs if the room mm-hmm. has carpets and things like that we don't pay attention much to it because unfortunately when people are purchasing houses they look uh when they only walk inside the house mm-hmm. their first attention is the floors mm-hmm. and then the kitchen so once you do the front of your house and then you make the kitchen look nice, whatever is happening on the second floor somehow is not really increasing your house value, hmm. which is also interesting. So to replace approximately 1,000 square feet of flooring is 7,500 and it will automatically increase your whole house value by 3%. We find this information in the national statistics, in home advisors, in, in the and we also keep track of all the real estate, the newsletters that are coming in from the construction sites. Wow. So that 3%, it's, uh, it's a very nice increase of your house yeah. from just doing floors. Even if you spend 900, I mean, if you could buy a house for 900,000 in Canada anymore, it's... <laughs> You know, your 3% is almost $30,000. That's a great investment. You got windows, you got kitchens, you got floors. What else we got? Paint. Paint Paint is really important. Yes, definitely. Especially when you sell a house. If the house currently has additional colors, we would prefer to do it one coat. So light, light gray, light uh, beige, or even white. Mm-hmm. Is again the illusion of bright, fresh, and new, mm-hmm. and it increases. Let me check the numbers. So again, a cost of one thousand square feet paint, a hundred square feet is probably like a nice condo or the first floor of a house is three thousand dollars. It's usually around three dollars a square feet, which covers the trims, the doors, a few coats on the walls, mm-hmm. but it will increase your house value by seven and eight thousand dollars. 
Yeah. So you yeah. spend three, it increases by seven. So you make $4,000 from the fact that you just refresh the paint on the walls. It's interesting because sometimes you see houses for sale or apartment buildings for sale where you see colors where you're like, what the? Like, <laughs> like it's hard for clients to envision people that are purchasing. Yeah. It's hard for them to envision how their furniture and how they will live there if there is mm-hmm. additional color or pattern on, on the walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once everything is like a fresh white canvas, it's easier for the mind to imagine in putting your own artwork, your own furniture. Uh, it's more sense. Yeah, it's true. Because if it's already pre-colored, preconditioned, it's a harder, you have a harder time thinking about, you know, how to imagine your own furniture, yeah. your own life there, right? Or tenant's life or whatever it is. Okay. Also, a lot of people don't want to start coloring or changing they they want to purchase and most of them anyways are on budget so they mm. want to come in and move in right away and i think okay so i need to change the kitchen i need to paint the walls i need to do the floors it becomes like a full project for them and a lot mm. of again people are not interested in that when they are purchasing a house you know it's interesting because when i th- when i think about some of the projects we've done we typically just buy gallons and gallons of the same paint it's it's usually a close to a white or an off white and uh, it's for that very same reason number 1 it's it's consistent it, it it's it's much easier to maintain the properties but number 2 painting a, an apartment building or a house you know the lighter the better cuz as soon as you have variety and colors not everybody likes blue not everybody likes green red uh i've seen purple <laughs> one of the buildings we bought it was all purple i was like so okay so you've got paint and then is is there one more there there is actually there's two so we're at four so we have two more to go okay so i believe that washrooms mm-hmm. it's also a big no-no so a lot of customers again call us to say oh please uh, i'm looking to do a bathroom renovation i'm selling mm-hmm. we're like why do not do that. Again, we are as a company clearly are not making the financial smart decision as a lot of people tell us. I'm like, you have a customer, they want to do their bathroom, do it. <laughs> you talk them like, out of it. <laughs> talk them out. I'm like, no, you know what? Again, it's what are we trying to achieve? We're trying to achieve some sort of an honesty and reputation here. So for me, I am looking more at long term. Mm-hmm. So this customer right now, I'm probably going to save him a nice amount of dollars. However, once we do roll out with a subscription, he will probably be the customer that will subscribe mm-hmm. to such service. And then my long-term plan will actually be much more beneficial. So we are always thinking ahead instead of trying to make the most majority of the finances right now and mm-hmm. lose the customer in the long term. So washrooms will say to clients, there's few things that you can do, which again gives the illusion of a fresh new bathroom. So regrout, a lot of the older washrooms have same colors such as or black unfortunately due to mold or like yellowish or colors that are already very old dated removing mm-hmm. grout putting white or gray doing new caulking around the bathtub mm-hmm. and fresh it gives again the bright illusion of white silicon everything looks good and a simple thing of if it's a curtain to do a door a door costs 900 dollars. the full bathroom Murano is 20. so all of this together even let's say adding a, a bit more, changing the vanity, doing very cosmetic little things in your bathroom will cost you the most $1,500, the most. But mm-hmm. it will increase your house value by 4000 Any bathroom will increase your house value between three and four. But if you're doing a renovation, which will cost you $20,000, but mm-hmm. only increases your house value by three or $4,000, 
you are at loss. You are losing 15. So or do nothing or put the extra dollars and it actually will benefit you in the long run. But mm. to go through renovations in order to sell such as bathroom, it just simply financially makes no sense. But definitely for sure, pull the carpet out of the bathroom, right? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know, there's bathrooms sometimes with carpet flooring. Never seen one. No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> carpet in their uh, I've uh, oh Irene, Irene, I've seen some buildings. You would laugh. Uh, no, that's that that's typically not a thing in uh, in, in Toronto, but uh, maybe yes, maybe in the states. Uh, It's definitely a thing in the States, uh, especially the Southern States. It was a big thing, I think, back in the 60s and 70s, maybe even in the 80s. But there was a style. They would carpet all the way around the bathtub. And (laughs) it makes me anxious just think how much moist and mold can be built up underneath that carpet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we... Uh, the mold wasn't invented then yet. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you just learn how to live with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That we, we didn't, uh, we didn't have a problem with it yet. So I'm listening here and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, check, check, check. Cause it, it makes sense because, you know, the things you're talking about, and I guess because you and your partner's background from flipping houses, buying houses yourselves and selling them as investments, you know, it's interesting because you go back to a core fundamental that I always look at where you look at your business when you buy property as a business versus buying it for personal, you know, indulgence, there's a different standard of care. So you mentioned it with the windows at the beginning, if I'm going to live in a house for another 10, 15, 20 years, and for me, it's important to get bigger windows and a bigger frame so I can see the backyard with where the kids are in the, you know, in, in the playground, there's a personal reason. So for me, I don't care that it's not worth it because I want to see the kids, you know, in the playground. So I need a bigger window. And then you make those decisions for your personal reasons. But to your point, if you're buying the property or if you're selling a property as, as a rental or as an investment property, tenant is not going to pay you a higher rent for that. They're not going to pay you a rent because you have nine foot ceilings or or 10 foot. They don't care. They two bedroom, one bath. Here's what I'm paying rent. That's it. I like the business approach you have to it. Now, what are the most, in your opinion, if you were to think about, and you've talked about what to do, but what are the biggest mistakes that people make that you haven't mentioned yet that just cost them a ton of money? So I think the bathroom renovation is probably the biggest in regards to finances. Again, unless you do it for your own use, with your own personal style, mm-hmm. there is no reason to renovate a bathroom unless, again, it's leaking and it's not waterproof, then definitely it's safety. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it makes no sense whatsoever. People don't think that to renovate a bathroom and not just rip off tiles and put new ones, there is a lot of plumbing modifications. If mm-hmm. you do it from a tap to a stand-up shower, there is HVAC, electricity, plumbing, mm-hmm. things that, again, consumers don't think that is needed in the beginning, like, oh, I'm just going to do a better cosmetic thing. No, it's a good two weeks of a very intensive project, which, again, unless you're doing it for your own personal use, will not increase your house volume. Well, and it's it's interesting because as, as you talk, I think to myself, I mean, I've had a lot of plumbers and electricians and, you know, we've hired a lot of these types of people over the years. And I've never had, or very rarely do I have a plumber, electrician, or a tradesperson tell me that, the reno I want to do is a bad idea. I mean, it's their job to do whatever you want. So, you know, sometimes you'll have them say, well, why would you do that? It's going to cost 30 grand. Why don't you do this? This will be five grand. 
But you're right. Oftentimes, and maybe that's where there's the stigma in the industry. And, you know, because tradespeople sometimes, you know, if you tell them you want this, then that's what they'll do. And it isn't until after you've done it sometimes that you figure out, wait, I didn't actually have to do that. I could have done this. Your approach to being proactive. And what I always liked about the subscription-based business model is that by by doing it as a subscription, you're telling your customer that you want to build a long-term relationship with them. Definitely. That's what you're communicating. We are also, uh, again, it's very in the brainstorming stages, but uh, definitely the trust part. We do think that we will assign uh, the same person in the same area. So it is a service that you already know the person Mm -hmm. and you feel comfortable, even if in the future you are looking to do some renovation, those customers will be uh, basically going to us since we are in their home already. We are maintaining it on a smaller scale. So Mm -hmm. every time they will want to sell or move, Mm-hmm. They will do it with us. We also have real estate agents that are working closely with us. So some clients, we even do the selling part for them. We're staging their home, we're renovating it at a minimal cost, and we are selling it. So mm-hmm. the company is growing besides just basic renovations. Let me do a bathroom for you, and I will never see you again. We actually want repeated customers. We want the, to build a reputation that is based on trust. And it is long-term. People currently, what they're doing, selling and buying. It's Mm -hmm. it's very trendy in Canada. The house uh, value market is really good. It's growing yearly. Yes. And people are moving and we want to move with them. We want to renovate all the houses that they're purchasing. I like that. Handy Home mm-hmm. Club. We move with you. <laughs> we move with you. There you go. Exactly. I, 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 I want to touch base about, um, you mentioned something uh, that um, that I want to explain to you why there is this stigma in the industry. And it's not necessarily that it's only the contractor's fault, but also customers. When you are searching for quotes, for example, you're not just calling for one person you're probably going to call five to six companies to go over let's say if you're thinking to renovate a basement let's go something different than bathrooms you want to finish your basement Mm -hmm. you will call several contractors we in this industry already know that the competition is very high there Mm -hmm. is a lot of people that are doing this in this construction especially now with covid everybody are working independently Mm-hmm. And it's still considered essential. So this industry is working. So as a customer, you are asking for many quotes. Usually, unfortunately, who you will decide to go with? The quote that is the lowest. A lot of times, yeah, that's exactly how people make decisions. Exactly. We are losing a lot of our resources and uh, and time because we do provide free project management, free estimates, a lot of things that we do at cost. And we are losing because our estimates are at 98, 99% accuracy. We are including everything we can think of in our estimate. Mm-hmm. Our competition is not. Once we create an estimate for a basement, for example, mm-hmm. we take into consideration material, unexpected issues that may, might cause, and we put it in notes as well. Basic plumbing will be, let's say, $200. If wrappings will be needed, it will increase your estimate by $650. So our bulk estimate at the end is much higher than our competitors. Mm. However, this is how much you will anyways going to pay at the end. But we make sure that you know it right away. Mm. And this is where I think the trust is coming into play. So the honest pricing model, it's a benefit long-term, but short-term, it requires people to have an educational process through it, right? Definitely. 
Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Well, I mean, like with anything else, you you always get what you pay for. And at the end of the day, materials cost X, labor costs Y. You wouldn't be the first person to hint to me that sometimes tradespeople purposely underprice jobs just to get them, and then they increase the job. I mean, exactly. you know, when when we do on some of our properties, we hire contractors, general contractors, we get fixed price guarantees because of that that very thing. But on the residential side, that's not something that is. Uh, common or really known about. Most people don't really think about it. They they think, oh, I got a price for this. It's $20,000. That, that's what it is. Well, no, because plus, 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 right? And and that's really the thing that you're, you're trying to make people aware of. And it touches my heart because, again, we're going back to the fact that I am a female. I do not know much about renovations. And when I have a contractor coming to my house to give me a price, I trust him. I think that he will not want to take advantage of my lack Mm -hmm. of knowledge. So this is what also upsets me in this industry, that once you do see a fragile person that you can, in a way, quotation fool, such as seniors, females, single parents, you right away give this illusion of a low quote and then at mm-hmm. the end, it's much more. So I do want to take those clients. I do want to make sure that they know right away how much mm-hmm. the repair going to cost and that we work with them mm-hmm. to stay on budget in order to help them. Because again, there are not many companies that do it currently on the mm-hmm. market. Irene, I'm glad we, we finally had a chance to, to kind of talk through this model because you know I sit here and I think to myself, who are good clients for, for the Handy Home Club? And I mean, it sounds like because of your background in having bought, sold properties, the real estate, flipped houses with, with your partners, is somebody who's mindful as a real estate investor trying to make the most of, a, of an opportunity would be a great fit. Somebody who is working with uh, elderly people or entrepreneurs that, that is wanting to you know, get back some time in their life and peace of mind uh, through the subscription side. So it, yeah. it's interesting. I think you guys have tapped into something unique here and that, that that's a hard thing to do in, in the uh, real estate construction space and packaging it as a service. I think you guys are going to continue to see some tremendous growth. Now, if, if people do want to get in touch with you about Handy Home Club, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can submit a request on our website. It's uh, handyhomeclub.com. Mm-hmm. It goes right away to our system. Somebody will address that issue right away. We do work uh, with all sorts of communications. We accept text messages. We use WhatsApp video calls right now for customers that are afraid to have somebody coming in their home. Usually within 24 hours, you will receive your quote. We do have a 48-hour window or your project is free. It's also something that we advertise because a lot of customers... Back to the same thing, they're calling for contractors, waiting for estimates for weeks and weeks and weeks. We are trying to make it quick and efficient. Mm-hmm. So if you do not receive an estimate within 48 hours, we will say, you know what, it's our fault. Your project is free. So we work really hard <laughs> to make sure that the estimates are sent on a timely manner. And yeah, definitely phone calls, uh, email, website requests, we receive it all. So any form of communication is great right. for us. I'm glad we had a chance to to talk about it. Doing renovations in your home for uh, real estate investors is uh, the place you make your money or lose your shirt. And if you're doing it in a way where you can actually leave some money on the table and uh, make a profit, uh, you know, you've got, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming they can also work with you guys as they're buying a property 
you can help them figure out their pricing before they close and, and that kind of stuff as well. And it's a really great model. So I want to thank you for coming on the, uh, on the show here today and thank we'll make sure much. we include your contact information in the, uh, the show notes as well. Beautiful. Thank you very much for having me.